<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is nine o'clock and it is Thursday. So that means it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Cowpokes? You all right? Yeah, doing great. I got my jab last week, so that's why I wasn't on, but um, seemed to be fine now. So didn't really have too many symptoms afterwards. One week closer. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you youngster. <laughs> Yeah, this is when we know we, we find out how old everybody is by how early they get their vaccination or how late. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Hello, guys. Yeah, we are deep into the uh, off season now. So we have officially started the positional breakdown series. Started last week with the quarterbacks with old Heckma Harrison with us uh, from Cowboys Media. Good show. If you want to watch a good fun one with old heck my hype go back and watch that one talking about the quarterbacks as well as uh the um schedule that came out so came out the same day so right on the money with that one uh but today we are looking at running backs guys so keeping it simple at the moment but we soon get into the nitty-gritty of it all um but yeah let's before i get into the news and updates I'll just get your feeling, and everybody uh, at home as well, let us know what you think. What do you make, uh, and I'll ask you both, on the running back position, especially for a team that is a run-first team? What do you make of it in general? I, th- I think in terms of in terms of if you're a run-first run team, which I think it's, it's sort of creeping back into the game now, I think, teams realised mm-hmm. how valuable the clock is. It, used, it was such a passing league for a long, long time. But if you've got a top five, a top ten talent, you tend to lean on them a little bit. There are plenty of teams that see it as a huge strength, like ourselves, like the Cowboys. And there are yeah. teams who just seem to get the job done. Um, off the top of my head, um, the Patriots are always running back by committee. Um, yeah. the, the Cardinals can be running back by committee at times. Um, yeah, there's quite a few. So, like in, in terms of, if you've got a good one, you'll use them. If you've got an above average, you'll supplement them with a with another player. In my opinion, um, but if you've got if you've got a stud, you'll run them into the ground. <laughs> yeah. I think I think as well. You've seen you've seen schemes like Denver, who always seem to manage to pick up either a late round draft pick or a UDFA, and they they take the league by storm. Um, mm-hmm. Running for a thousand yards behind that line, it's more to do with the offensive line there, obviously, and the zone blocking scheme that they run um, out of the out of that. But. Um, Excuse me, that's it. Um, <laughs> we're live. <laughs> we're live. Yeah, we're live. Um, yes, uh, certainly. I mean, you need to you need to have some sort of running game, unless you've got a team like a uh, Kansas City who can just pass the ball willy nilly down the field. You really do need to. You you can't be one dimensional in this league, um, and. The, the more powerful both facets of your game are, the, the more deadly you're going to be. And I think even last year, I mean, it, it took some of the pressure off uh, Andy Dalton, Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci when, you know, we didn't have a great running game last year in that 
Uh, Zeke only had what one or two games over a hundred yards. Yeah. Um, Pollard Pollard seemed to be a good sort of home run threat um, a couple of times last year. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you know, when th- when things were going bad, we you know it was just everything was going wrong. But um, I think you know th- this year, um, I-, I I feel positive about it. I think we're coming back. We're going to be coming back at full strength. Yeah, I mean we can look into that as we we break it all down. I mean uh, I've got some uh, nice statistics and numbers that will help uh, put it all together, should we say? Um, so it helps us um, figure out why we're saying Zeke will come back into form. And there is a good reason. There's lots of good reasons. Some of them are pretty obvious, like the O-line. The other is less so obvious, but we'll look into that. But let's start off, guys, as we do every week. It is the news and update section. Um, So rookie mini camps have started. So finally, we get to talk about Cowboys players. I know it's the rookies and I know it's the mini camp. And a lot of people, they do the old Debbie Downer and say, like, look, it's only rookie mini camp. Don't get excited. Unfortunately for you. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I don't care what it is. I'm going to get excited, even if it is just rookie mini camps, and dig very deep into all of it. Um, but let's start off with some of it, guys. Reggie Robinson, uh, the cornerback from last year, he's moving uh, back from safety back to cornerback. Uh, so he's having a, a bit of a, a carousel with his positions back there. But he's moving back to corner is what they're saying. Uh, in other news, Mike McCarthy said Dak is going to be okay for OTAs, but he's definitely cleared for camp. So that means he's going to be there for training camp, which is good news. Um, Micah Parsons playing middle linebacker. I don't know if it's going to stay that way. They have said they want to use him sideline to sideline. If that's the case, being in the middle makes most sense, but we'll see where that goes. Um In other news, Jabril Cox, Nation Wright, both getting interceptions. I know, again, it's rookie minicamp and all the rest of it. But the Jabril Cox, I don't know if you've seen it. It's quite an interesting interception, mine. I mean, he was about 35, 40 yards back, and he still made that interception. Just going to show how good his coverage and athletic skills are. If anything, Nation Wright, mine, got himself into a bit of hot water. I don't know if you've seen with Richard Sherman. Over a, um, a comment yes. he made. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. did he, you he, see that, he, Gray? He was, I haven't he was seen quick. it to be honest. No. Go on, go on, Lorne. Go on. Well, when he was drafted, he said he was he was going to be a, a much more athletic Richard Sherman, mm. and obviously everybody that that was the soundbite that everybody picked up on all the retweets, everything like that. So he was quick to to DM him through Instagram, I think it was, and sort yeah, of put, yeah. put his point across and say, look, I'm just trying to compare myself to you. I know I've got that uh, I've got that sort of level I need to, that's where I'm aiming for and everything like that. Um, and Richard Sherman actually said, yeah, no problem. And, you know. It led to up. a funny hit, gif. Yeah. It's hit, hit me up if you need any help and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's it's worked out well in the end. But you know, everybody was obviously the media were trying to make something out of nothing. I mean, yeah, yeah, not definitely. Like, it's, it's not like Richard Sherman to bite on any bait, is it? 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I think to give Richard Sherman his due, he didn't he didn't really do anything. It was more obviously, yeah. I think damage limitation by Nashawn yeah. Wright that you know yeah. he wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to suddenly get this guy <laughs> hunting him down. So. Yeah, and all riled up. Yeah, um, yes. So there was that. The other one as well is uh, Israel Izzy Mukamar is moving to safety. We did do a write up on that before it happened uh, in the week. So that's quite interesting. I like the move. I think it works out well. And the yeah. other one, I don't know if you've had chance to watch it. We'll post it up possibly tomorrow if we can get it up. Was Kelvin Joseph's interview at rookie minicamp? A lot of people saying about you know with the um, uh, rapping, yeah, the rapping and the musical background. People are having uh, worries about that. Watch his interview. I mean, basically, in a nutshell, to like put it into a box, what he was trying to say is. Football is his job, his career, the way he's going to make money. He wants to be good at it. Music and rapping, that's his hobby. There's time for one yeah. and there's time for the other. And I thought when I listened to it, I was like, mm, okay, fair enough. And um, it will put a lot to rest. Uh, the only issue he does have, he has made a complaint, and that is he's been given the dreaded number 24 jersey. 24. <laughs> yeah. Which we all know, the last two cornerbacks that have worn that jersey haven't really panned out. Um, yep. So he's trying to find a switch. Uh, but that but, is again, again, on, I think with I think with the boss man fat thing, um, you know, we had Cole, Be Cole Beasley when he was with us. He started yeah. his rap career and everything like that. Nobody made a hell of a lot about that because he was focused on the game. Obviously, you know, he'd established himself in the league. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, play, who who was it as well? It was uh, Mincy a couple of years ago, the the defensive lineman. He also was a yeah. he he was a record producer and everything. And um, you know, again, nobody really made anything of that. But obviously, because this guy's coming out of college and being drafted, again, it's people were making a big thing of this coming out. And you know, yeah. I, he he certainly allayed the fears within that interview, saying that you know it's business first for him, and you know, yeah, he he knows he knows where the the money's coming in. Um. So yeah, yeah. It, it, and there's no harm in having a hobby, you know. Even if the hobby is making music, I, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, arts and all the rest of it. Whatever you want to say, I have no problem with it. I you know. I don't see the issue at all. If that's how you're going to go. Sure, if it started sidetracking you from your job, like just like by this, this is our hobby. If this was taking us away from our job, then it would be an issue. But it's not. So yeah. I think it's a no story, especially off the interview. Definitely, though, I do say go watch the interview if you do have um, any concerns. And when you listen to him speak, you go, hmm, okay. Um, but Let's get into the positional breakdown series. Running backs, guys. Um, so let's start it off right at the very top. Is Zeke the best player? I know we had a lot of issues, you know, and people will complain about with Zeke with last season. But is he still the best player on this roster? In, in terms of running back? As just best player. 
Um, no. No. No, I, I still, I still think. Um, I, I no, think. I, I think in terms of last season, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that Dak has certainly surpassed him, and the team is is built around Dak now. Um, you know, we've we've talked numerously, uh, numerous times about how Zeke's numbers have been reducing every year. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean Zeke's in, likely to get cut anytime soon. His his twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two salaries are now fully guaranteed, so mm-hmm. he's not. It, it's not going to be until tail end of next year that you're likely to get rid of him. Um, if if he continues on this downward spiral, what I would say there so far, if you if you look at social media and everything like that. All the videos that he's been posting of him training, yeah. um, you know, this time last this time last year, uh, admittedly we were all locked down and uh, and not able to. Uh, most of us couldn't even get out for uh, training sessions. Um, he w- he was certainly sitting at home playing t- uh, games on Twitch, um, doing interviews, and you know, obviously there was the interview where people wondered whether he was actually stoned in it. Um, so uh, he certainly seems to have the right attitude, and I think last year the the problems he had last year, I think, have actually spurred them on for this season. He's looking yeah. a lot leaner. He's looking a lot leaner, a lot more mobile. Um, again, great. You're running against um, uh, wheel, wheelie bins and what have yeah, you. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he he certainly seems to be cutting quite well, and you know. Uh, putting it, putting his foot in the rings where he needs to, and you know, change the directions there, everything. So yeah, and it's looking sharp and snappy as well. Everything's looking sharp and snappy, which is which is good. And uh, as well as that, we're we're seeing him doing these drills now. But you can't take in you have to take into account as well that he was doing um, physical uh, uh, and uh, strength and conditioning training prior to this, pretty much. Yep from about february so this is just the the start of it um yeah i, I just wanted i just want to clarify man so i said no because um, I, I think zach martin is still the best player on this team mm-hmm. um outside of dak outside of normal regular dak i think it's zach martin very close behind that particularly when you 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 play someone left and right tackle and it was basically like he'd been there for the last five years of his career, <laughs> he's such a linchpin. His, his floor is so is so high. Um, you're always going to get a good performance out of Zach Martin. I think he's he's like a robot at times. He just doesn't break down. He really doesn't. Um, well, I I can give you some statistics on it. I mean, we'll use that as a, as a a, a a marking off point. But I, I'm not a big fan of doing this. But it is a good way to show it. Just go in through some numbers, right? So, if you look at Zeke's fantasy scores per game, yeah, how many fantasy points per game he scores? On average, he'll score 18.8 fantasy points when Zach Martin is playing. This year, when he wasn't playing, he averaged 10.1. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, also, that's also because of Tyron Smith and, and Loyal Collins as well. 
yeah, um, yeah. Yep. But but was... this was with this was with Smith and Collins out. So when just Zach was in there. So when just Zach was in, eighteen point eight. When Zach was gone, yep. it um yeah, when Zach was gone, uh, as well as the rest of the, the line. But when the rest shows, of the line was gone and Zach was yeah, still in, he was that's what he was it getting. It just shows you the met I mean they're they're registered numbers. They are they are stats. Yeah. Um, that things fall off a cliff when Zach Martin isn't there, um, but I mean I'm not getting I'm not going to get down on Zeke because of because he, he did have so many problems in front of him. Um, we didn't have a balanced offense. So much was put on his shoulders. Um, just a quick glance at the stats, he didn't actually break a thousand yards. He he, he was yep. he no just shy, of, just short of a thousand yards. So yeah. Um, <laughs> see when you consider you lose both your tackles and your quarterback, and mm. you've got questions at centre. That's not bad. <laughs> that's, that's really not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what what you got to look at as well, just to add on top of that, is we're saying that this was a bad season for him. There wasn't even that many running backs that eclipsed a thousand yards this year. I think it was only uh, three or four, and ba- uh, and Zeke's numbers. He was still a top ten running back mm-hmm. in terms of total yeah. yards. So and you can see you what th- you want with that. Go on, mate. If you th- if you think as well, I mean, how many times do we see last year the the fir- the point of first contact for Zeke was two mm-hmm. yards back in the backfield, and he still. I don't think he had many negative yardage runs. Everything yeah. was zero, one, two. So you know, being able to turn, being hit in the backfield, and still yeah. um, churn your legs to get back to the line of scrimmage, so you're not putting the team in second and thirteen, second and fourteen, whatever. Mm. Um, you know, again, it all goes down <clears> to the off- the running game is as much the offensive line as it is the backs. Obviously, mm. the offensive line have got to create the holes, protect the protect the quarterback, protect the running backs, um, and and then it, you you need a running back with vision. Uh, yeah, and contact. He certainly showed he had the vision by getting back by getting back to the line of scrimmage and knowing where he could get through. Um, so I think it, it was a it was a bad season by his standards. Um, as I say, I think it spurred them on for this season. Uh, there was talk last year that um, Pollard is probably more uh, the style of back that Mike McCarthy's used to um, for for his style of offense. So we'll need to see how. Obviously, that's probably why Zeke slimmed down a little bit as well to to get that same sort of physique as Tony Pollard. Mm. Um, obviously. You know, they are two different players, and um, Pollard is more the sort of change of pace guy. But you know, the the more that um, you have this sort of two headed uh, monster that you can run the ball with, great. Yeah, I, and funny you you mentioned because it was one of the things uh, that I looked at that Zeke was actually first in something, and that was having the uh, lowest average contact rate um, from the moment he got possession of the ball. He was actually contacted uh, at 0.8 yards on average. So if you think about it, when you take a step, 
there. That's probably yep. about a yard. <laughs> so defenders were getting to him before he could even take his first step. Is basically what they're saying. Uh, so on average, yeah, he had the the worst. Um, but here's an interesting one that when Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Dak are all on the field, uh, Zeke actually averages 89 yards and a touchdown per game. And luckily for us, they're all coming back this season. Um, and I know that you mentioned uh, a little something earlier. Does the fact, though, for you guys, um, that over the last four years, his production has declined each year, does that concern you at all? I, I think, again, I mean, you know, we've... How many how many games in those years? I think you'll find if you you look at how long um, uh, Tyron, uh, sorry, how long Smith's been out, how long Collins have been out, um, that that has an effect on it. Obviously, the second year Zeke had his issues with uh, the law uh, or the law that is uh, uh, good old, you know, which led to. You know, is he suiting up this week? Is he is he starting his suspension this week? Whatever, um, that that had a an effect on it. Um, but last last year as well, having the again having the COVID, people, you know, it has an effect on your cardiovascular system. Um, even sort of three yeah, four years, four months yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Three four months afterwards. Um, so you know he was bound to be behind behind the his his level of progress last year. He was he he wasn't going to be up as he should have been. Um, yeah. Whether if he comes back this year and uh, increases his yards, it's all it's all put to bed. If it if it's down again this year, then something's wrong. And yeah, we get rid of him at the end of next season. Yeah, I mean, because what, what you can't discount, I mean, look, he was the fourth pick of the draft. We took him fourth overall. Uh, obviously, Ohio State, he's only 26 years old. And he, he's pretty much out of his rookie contract now. And in that time, like, because we can say what we want, that in terms of in Dallas Cowboys history, oh, one's gone, surely come back. Um, <laughs> in Dallas Cowboys history, uh, Zeke is actually third in terms of running yards, and he's done that in that time. Yeah. So he's only he's only behind Emmett Smith uh, and Tony Dorsett. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they, so they you, took him, they took him fourth overall, and they're using him like mm-hmm. they took him fourth overall. I think on average they're asking him to carry the ball eighteen times a game. Yeah, that's that's without blocking and without pass catching as well. So yeah. it's not like they're they're getting scared of using them and they're taking carries off of them. Um, I mean, your your body is going to break down after a while. I think. I mean, see if you see if you average that out. I think Zeke's carried. Well, according to ESPN, Zeke has carried the ball fourteen hundred times. Yeah, now, already. See if, see if you consider. I mean, say, I don't know. Say, say a fifth of them are touchdowns. So the other four fifths, that's a tackle. That's somebody hitting mm-hmm. against your body. So yep. things are bound to slow down a little bit, especially when you use them at the rate that we do. 
Um, teams with two-headed, two-headed running attacks, they spread the guys out and they, they give them uh, shots on the bench and all that kind of stuff, and that can prolong their season. But that's because they're not as good as Zeke. See, if they were as good as Zeke, they'd be on the field as much as he is. Um, yeah, I, I don't really, like Lauren said, I don't really have any concerns unless the numbers fall drastically because um, yeah. if you have a quick look at his contract, it, it doesn't save as much money cutting them for this season and next season. So the, I think they're still committed to Zeke Elliott um, because they're, they're going to have to... They're going to have to give up a huge amount of dead money to replace them and bring somebody else in uh, with a draft pick. So mm-hmm. I think I still think they're committed. I think even in the down year, he still comes up with a thousand yards. That's well above average across the league. Um, Tony Pollard does his bit, but Zeke is still the bell cow. And until that changes, you're going to see good numbers from Zeke, even if it does go down again. See, see, even if it does on average, say, say he runs for thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. That's still good. It's 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 a, it's a yeah. decline, but most teams would would appreciate that from running back number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah mean, definitely. There is there is no way that you're going to cut Zeke at all. I mean, if you if you cut him if you cut him this season, pre June, you're talking about a twenty three um twenty three point two loss um on the cap this year. Because everything gets accelerated, cutting them after it's still a twelve million uh, loss. Um, so you know we don't have that. You, you then have to restructure people to actually get that. So yeah, uh, you can see and this is why Stephen Jones is talking about that he would like as many of these rookies to to make the roster as possible, so that you can start uh, juggling some of the players that are past it but are contract heavy. Um, I mean, we, we've brought yeah. up, we've brought up Zeke's contract a couple of times, but I don't think any of us are close to cutting them. You know, no. we're, we're just we're just saying that look, don't even don't even consider that. I mean, even if, even if you get frustrated with Zeke, say say he causes a fumble, and oh, we should get rid of him. We're just saying, yeah. don't even don't even consider cutting Zeke Elliott because it's not going to yeah. happen. And I, I, I mean, what's crazy is, and I said this in the season that I went back looking at. You know the the fumbles, but when you go back and you look at the the fumbles he can't, he's not in particular anything doing anything wrong. It just seems to be that he just went into a, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like a slump or whatever. But it just yeah. it just went wrong for him. But there was nothing in particular that you could say you could pinpoint and go, that's why he was doing wrong. You know, there was nah. none of that. Um, nah, it did frustrate. It did frustrate at the time, though. I remember being in the group at the time, and you're thinking, "Nah, come on, Zeke, we we, we need you. We we need you to at least not turn the ball over. We're struggling here." And yeah. I think because because the fumbles were kind of on top of everything else, you're going, "Oh, come on, yeah, this as well." This. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to get the first down, fair enough. Let's punt the ball away and start again. Whereas a fumble just turns the game on its head and. The amount we had going against us last year, we just didn't need it. And I think Zeke suffered from that. I think he was he was kind of like the the kind of outball, the scapegoat. Oh, it was Zeke, Zeke's fumble, Zeke causing you know turning the game and all that kind of stuff. Forgetting that three of his starters are already in hospital dealing with injuries. 
you know, it, 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 some the the sword had to fall on somebody, basically. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's a lot that you can say. Like, I actually think personally that yeah, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin going out, and don't forget as well that we had a backup left tackle in um, in Cam Irving, and he ended up missing six games as well. So our backup. <laughs> Okay, you can say what you want about him, but even our backup couldn't even play in the most important position on the line, Um, which is just a bad run. But for me, I actually think what was bigger for Zach's lack, uh, Zach, for Zeke's lack of production was Dak not being there. I think that was huge. That was more bigger than losing the offensive line because teams were Andy Dalton. Okay. So, and I, I should have, but I didn't have the time. I should have gone back to look at how different defences were stacking the box, um, you know, while Dak was there and post-Dak. Um, you want to know how important tackles are to teams? Cam Irving last month signed, I think it was two months ago, signed a $10, a $10 million two-year deal with the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you... short the Panthers are of tackles. <laughs> And and uh, prior to Cam Irving, we had Cam Fleming, and Cam Fleming is oh, now yeah. signed with Den- De- with Denver yeah. for three for three point six million as well. So he'll, I mean, I he'll be and games. He'll be protecting Aaron Rodgers come June. <laughs> <laughs> and they've gone and signed a big deal with somebody else. Yeah. Um, but let's look at it like this, right? He's thirteen point seven million on the cap this year. Um, last year was his worst season for the Cowboys. I know we can say about his second year with everything that's going on, writing that one off. But it was his worst season. Didn't get to 1,000 yards, just shy of uh, 979. Six touchdowns, but that was negated with six fumbles on the season. Um, He was averaging exactly four yards per carry. So It's not that bad in that terms. It's not terrible. Yeah. The issue was that, like you say, that when the team lent on him, with everything else that went on, it just all fell apart. So my question to you is, for that 13.7, based on the stats that we just seen, what for you is most important? Is it not so important in terms of what because it's he's a running back at the end of the day bear in mind is 17 games in a regular season as well some more of a drain i actually think they're going to carry more running backs due to that uh case which we'll go down that in a moment but based on all of that what would be fitting for you for you guys is it not so much the personal statistics, more the team that they win in and that he's part of that because teams are going to focus on him? Or yeah. what is it for you for that 13.7 million on the cap would be fitting for you guys? For me, the, the number I'm looking at most with Zeke is the turnovers. Um, yeah. I think that he has to at least cut that in half. Um, I, I know I know it's a 17-game season. I know you've got hard tackles to deal with. Yeah. Um, but six is high for for the responsibility that Zeke Elliott has. I think six is high, and it killed us in a couple of games. So for me, 
especially when you've got a defence as young as it is and as new as it is, we've got a brand new scheme to run with, the last thing you want to do is give the team the, the ball in our half for them, give the other team a short field to deal with. Um, you want to give our defence uh, touchbacks as opposed to yeah. fumbles on our own 40-yard line. Um and I think for 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 Zeke's salary, we need him to to take care of the ball that little bit better. I mean, I know it's it was probably psychological. It was probably, you know, I, I can't believe I've I've had so many already. And then he goes and gets another one, and the, the pressure just starts piling down on top of him. Um, but for me, I, I don't, I'm not I'm not concerned about touchdowns. I'm not concerned about yardage or per carry. For me, it's the it's the turnover. So I'm looking for at least uh, from to to half that turnover ratio. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, what I, about you, Lon? I agree. I think the the main thing is cutting down on the turnovers. Um, you know, it's good. There's going to be an extra game this season. Last year he had he was out one game for injury. So to mm-hmm. to be just shy of a thousand yards last year, only playing fifteen games. Um, it's quite conceivable if he, even if he'd only, I, th- I think he was only about 13 yards short last year, actually. So yeah. you know, if he'd if he'd played one one more season or something like that and managed to get a first down, you know, you're probably talking he broke the thousand yards. Mm. You got to remember what what Zeke does is he doesn't have to come off the field. He can be stay in as a pass protector. He can mm-hmm. leak out to the backfield and catch the ball move the ball down you can even bring him down into a five into a five wide set and use him use him there as well so it, his um diversity that he brings to the offense um both as a pass catcher a, a pass protector a running back that's that's what you need just need him to cut down on the, the mental errors that he made last year with holding on to the ball um and yes, I'd love to see a few more touchdowns, but that's more, probably more down to Kellen Moore and what he does to scheme. A, a, again, as we discussed in the draft show, when we were yeah. discussing the strengths and weaknesses, Kellen Moore always seems to have a problem inside the red zone, and that's something we need to focus on. You could quite easily see Zeke being um, Emmett Smith was when you know you got down to the one yard line and you. Piled Emmett Smith over the top twenty-two times that one season. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I'd yeah, love yeah. to. See, I'd love to see that again from Zeke. So, um, I'm all for that. Yeah, and here's an interesting one. I wrote this down because I thought, well, let let's go through this right. And here is an interesting one, right? Defenses that we are playing this year and how good they are against the run. Now we've got the Bucks first, right? And I think this is going to spur on a little bit of a false narrative. So the we, the Bucks were actually first in run defense last year. They absolutely caned it. Like it wasn't even close either to who was second. The only other teams that were top ten in run defense: New Orleans uh, Giants. So we play them twice, and Atlanta. The rest. We're in the bottom half in run defense. So that's the Chargers, who we got early. Uh, Eagles, we got them twice. Carolina, we got them early. Uh, New England, we got them early. Minnesota, Denver, Kansas City, which is interesting. Vegas, who we got on Thanksgiving. 
and Arizona. None of them were in the top half. So I think for what Zeke is going to face in terms of defense, I know last year and this year and all the rest of it, but going off what you can see, you can project that Zeke is going to have, apart from that first game, the rest of it, it in the early half of the season is good. And what you want as well with a running back is confidence. Because if your running back is running with confidence, suddenly you've got a different type of running back because he, he's willing to do more work, more dirty work and all the rest of it. Although Zeke's going to do that anyway. But yeah. yeah, I think that if you look at that at the early stages and what, what you're going to get out of him, uh, apart from that first game, I, I don't know what you guys make of that. Um, especially with the Bucks, does that at all scare you? The best, the the best the... time to play the Bucks is week one. Yeah, I think yeah. the best time to play them is week one because we're we're hopefully at full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had weeks to plan for it. I know we've got preseason yeah. games in there, but your game plan is for week one. Yeah, um, I think they'll they'll keep certain things away from preseason to throw at Tom Brady in terms of defence. Yeah. Um, everybody will be freshest week one. I'd rather play them week one than week 17 and need the win. Yeah, when they're finding I mean? four. No. Uh, and especially when you look last year, the Bucks, the first half of the season, I mean, they were an average. They looked like an average team. They didn't really turn it on until about week 12. They yeah. were they were talking on, on ESPN um I think Tom Brady gave an interview where he said it's like it's like speaking English your entire life, and then somebody comes along and tries to teach you Spanish, <laughs> and he, he could he credits that down to their 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 slow start to the season. Um, I mean, my only concern with the Bucks is that they've managed to keep all twenty two starters, which yeah. is yes. unheard of. That's yeah. unheard of after a Super Bowl win, um, and so- a lot as well was Brady still trying to figure out the playbook. He did yeah. make yeah. comments yeah. about that. And of course, uh, I, I think there's a certain... Players will have taken a discount to play with Tom Brady. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. no doubt about that yeah. either. Um, and also, I like what you're saying about playing the Bucks early because not just that, you also want your running back at his freshest against the best defence. Of When's course. Best time? First game. Yeah, of course. So he's most freshest. He's yeah. had less bumps, injuries and all the rest of it. Great time to go and do it. Uh, Should we move? Uh, oh, go on, go on. No, uh, uh, as uh, as we were saying, that everybody's back on the on the Tampa Bay defense. But again, you've got you've got a whole training camp you've got to get through. People will go down injured during training camp as well. Okay, and and even in the sort of preseason games. Although how how teams approach that this year with only having three, we've we've got yeah. the luxury, we've got the luxury or the the. You could you could say it's a bad thing that we've actually got four games this year. That again, it's it's more people getting battered and bruised before the season. Um, the Hall of Fame game, I can see it being literally though all the undrafted free agents on the field. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, They're going to take it very uh, quiet. The the Chargers, I think Nick Nick Bosa had injuries last year, as did Melvin Ingram. So. Yeah. And Melvin Ingram's no longer on the team. Bosa's mm-hmm. back, so yeah. every you know the 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 post that went out a couple of days ago, where you're talking about the strength of schedule for um, 
teams, you know, you take that with a pinch of salt because every, yeah. particular, particularly this year with the, the reduced salary cap and, you know, the wholesale um, cuts going across the board, everybody being released from teams and finding new teams, um, you know, you're going to have completely different defences that you're going up against. So you have to you have to play against what what you're facing. We don't know. <laughs> you can't say, okay, next this year is going to be easy. Uh, how many times, you know, we went from a Rod Mar- Marinelli scheme where we were actually middle of the pack, even top 10 in defence. Um, and then look at last year under Mike Nolan, we <laughs> we gave up yards as if, as if we were a sieve and water was run through it, you know. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll get to that later on That's in the season. That's been polite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, I know what you're saying with the strength of scout. It's, 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 a, secret, it, it's a bit of a, a, a strange one, and I think people do overreact to the strength of schedule for what it is. Um, but it's just something that you can you can base it on, you know, uh, that you can look at it and go, okay, where did they, they change? Where did they get better or worse? And you can look at last year and, and slightly adjust with that. But let's look at Tony Pollard, guys, um, the backup to Zeke. Now, we have seen um, my first note I made straight away was to know what Tony Pollard is, is watch a game where we didn't have Zeke. And we managed to have that, where Zeke was out for a game. It was against the 49ers. 69 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 63 receiving yards, a 5.8-yard average. Much can be said about the 49ers, but bear in mind, their defense the year before was what got them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we've seen especially on the uh, second touchdown run. I mean, he was making cut. He was snapping ankles and yeah. he was gone. Um, I actually have him down as, um, and I said it last year that he was my secret weapon. He's my secret <laughs> weapon this year again. Do you feel they're underutilizing Tony? Do you think? Yeah, I think, I think on any, on any other team, you know, they would. He would be getting fifty percent of the snaps, as, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. You know, yeah. teams that run by committee, or uh, you know, have a two-headed monster. Um, but that's just the way Zeke. Again, going back, Zeke is a workhorse back. Um, you know, and you're not gonna you're not gonna take him off the field to bring Tony Pollard in. Um, I th- I think. Again, you know, perhaps there's there's going to be more done this year to try and get with them on the field. There was talk last year that you'd you'd bring back the old sort of pro set offense where you've got both backs on the field, yeah, much like they did back in the days of Herschel Walker and Tony Dorsett being on the same roster. Um, Twenty one personnel. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you can if you can have something like that, and you know that that paints a challenge in itself for defenses. Yeah, it'd be it'd be great to have them on the field, but yes, I think he is a an underused weapon. Um, you know, he's certainly capable of taking taking on the mantle if Zeke does go down for a game or two. Um, whether he could handle being the bell cow for the whole season is a is a question, and I think that's been a question there all the time. He he, he was never the bell cow in uh, college. 
Um, in Memphis, yeah. Yeah. So we we don't know how his durability is if he if he was playing and taking twenty five snap uh, twenty five touches a game. Yeah. One of the things I suggested last offseason, um, three three top wide receivers, a top running back, um, a couple of highly serviceable tight ends. When are you meant to see Tony Pollard? Um, yeah. But I think the yeah. I think the seventeenth game is music to Pollard's ears. Oh yeah. Because they're gonna reduce the amount of carries for for Zeke because it's a long, hard season. At 16 games, let alone 17. Yeah. So I suggested 18, 18 carries a game for Zeke. Um, watch that reduce to 14, maybe. Um, straight away, that's that's four carries per game. You're talking maybe an extra 40-odd carries for for Tony Pollard. Um, and it, it, like you guys were saying there, he shone when Zeke wasn't there. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like he's a dud. Just waiting to come on the field whenever Zeke's tired, um, he flashes, and that's that's they talk in training camp all the time. You've got to flash, you've got to make a flash, make a splash play. Um, Tony Pollard has done that, and I think, like I said, the seventeenth game is music to his ears. Definitely, I I, I agree yeah. that it, it bet the, the the extra game benefits not just Tony. The other guys further down the roster in terms of running back because it's the same with the linebackers too. Um, but I mean, look, just to put it in perspective, you know, we looked at the Zeke contract. Um, so uh, as we said, from Memphis, fourth round, taken 2019. So he's in year three of a four-year contract, um, and he's only 24 years of age, and he's he's little, only a little bit over one mil on the cap for what you're yeah. getting, which is a huge difference as well. Um, looking at his stats, um, where are we? So we've got uh, 435 yards, four touchdowns, um, 6.3 yard average. But here's the most important thing I think people are missing on is uh, his ability to play on special teams. People forget about that, that he does that work. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at it too. Um, mm-hmm. But based on what we were just saying with the 17th game and with running backs, it, do you think, and, and who we taken in the draft as well, do you think perhaps that's something we're going to see less of with Tony? Or do you want to keep him on it because of his experience and that he can do it? Um, I, I, I still think to use all our draft picks, I mm-hmm. think it, it it suggests that they want to keep Tony for the offense. Yeah, um, I was. I'm still yeah. amazed that they used all those draft picks. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, are they all going to make the team? I don't think so. So, I, I think if they if they are going to make the team, it's going to be on special teams, which yeah. means that you want them to play special teams because you want Tony Pollard for the offense. Um, yeah, I, I would say if anything, that's a reduction on special teams. I, I, yeah. that, that's the way I look at it. Go on, go on, mate. No, I'd, I, I'd agree with that. That you know, But you need to actually have somebody to come up and take the special team's job off him. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, Pollard's there because 
he's he's done a serviceable job. Yeah. Uh, w- w- once he once he get over the stupid mistakes like trying to receive the ball on the one yard line and take it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or you <laughs> yeah. know he 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 had a fumble as well inside the you know bringing the ball out and he fumbled and gave that it, happened gave too. It, yeah. Easy turnover as well. That mm-hmm. short field, short field, and put us behind the eight ball straight away. So yeah. Um, but again, if there's if there's nobody that actually comes in and claims the job, then yes, you you put him in um, and try and figure it out. Hopefully, somebody progresses during the season to actually, you know, keep it an open competition during the season as well, so that you bring in somebody on and. Uh, you know, eventually you can spell him so that he can be on the offense more. Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing I would say is a lot of people say about him as a third down option. I don't think that's an ideal option. I like him more as, because I want to keep Zeke on, on the field on third down. I know yeah. Zeke isn't the, the, a, a receiving type running back, which is what you're looking for on third down. But it's, Zeke's playmaking ability, why I want to keep him on there, where I just think Tony just falls short of that. He's great, don't get me wrong. I just I don't want to use him as a third down. I don't think he's completely ideal mm. in that sense. But in terms of what you project for Tony, what are you thinking? Is it another 400, 500 yard season, or are we going to see one of his best seasons yet and they're going to utilize him more? Uh- I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> just a proje- just a projection. I think I think you're going to see bigger numbers again. Again, as we've talked about, that you're going to try and spell Zeke a little bit more this year for seven. You've got the extra game. Yeah. The extra the extra game in itself. You know, you're probably looking at bringing Pollard in for that um, as well. And who you know, at, at what point is the season? So you know, at what point do we have the the postseason locked up, and we can start to think about resting starters? You know, if 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 we've got everything sorted by week what thirteen fourteen, mm-hmm. you could potentially that's another three four week year. You're, um, you're able to spell Zeke a little bit more. Uh, sure, make sure he gets over the thousand yards, and you use Pollard again. But if you uh, again, if you, if Kellen Moore can fi- figure out a way to get them both on the field at the same time. Flex flex one out to a receiver as well. You know, start start them both in the backfield. Flex one out to a receiver. That's a mismatch for the defense um, because you again they'd probably be in their base set for something like that. Bring yeah. bring them out and you've you've got Pollard up against uh, a linebacker and um, I'm sorry that's. That's in Pollard's favour more than a linebacker. So e- even if you've got somebody like Dion White or um, Isaiah Simmons or something like that, you're go- you're going to have it's going to be in Pollard's favour on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Greg? What's your projections? Yeah, I, th- I think it's for me. It's um, it's fairly easy to say an increase. Uh, you've got the additional. You've got the additional game. Um, the looking at his stats just now because they are steady. Yes. Uh, if yeah. anything, he's increased on touchdowns. So mm-hmm. just by throwing in the additional game, you expect an advance. I I would be aiming if I was Tony Pollard, I'd be aiming for seven hundred yards and six touchdowns. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is, it's extremely good for a backup. 
Um, yeah, I would I would say there's there's going to be um, an increase because uh, he got forty targets in the receiving game last year. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not to be sniffed at. That's that's good. No. Um, and so, uh, I'm trying to have a look. Where were we? Sixty-three. I did write it down somewhere. Um, and 193 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so bad. He, he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. I I, I would call mm-hmm. him that. He's he's yep. not just a he's not just a standard uh, running back. That's just going to come in occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But let's look further on down, right? Because I've got a good one, yeah? So, uh, Rico Dowdle. Um, so, he is... So, this one is a bit of a weird one. But we can get around this one. And I can do a, a nice little hot take. And then we'll move down the other guys and wrap things up. So, Rico Dowdle. So, last year, they brought him back. They brought him into the active roster. So, effectively, he's on year two of a three-year contract. Um, 780K, 23 years of age. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent from South Carolina. So, he, we did manage to see him in two games. Um, yeah. He had seven attempts uh, with a 3.4-yard average. So, we did get to see him. Here's a bit of a funky one. Before I get into it, do you guys have a take on Rico at all? I th- I think well we 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 also saw him with that pull off that long kickoff return as well. Yes, um, in that season. So again, going back to what we were talking about there about who's going to spell Pollard, perhaps mm-hmm. he's one he's one who comes in and becomes the special teamer. Um yeah. and again, and again can be used. He's slightly bigger than. Um, Tony Pollard as well. So yes, yes, he ag- is. Yeah. Again, again, maybe use him within sort of goal line inside the twenties when you're only needing to pound the ball in. If you're if you're if you're needing to spell Zeke at all and you're you're down in the goal line, that could be an option there. Um, but I think special special teams is where he's going to need to shine first of all. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, I think we've got another. Three three running backs to go as well, and not there not is, including yeah, yeah. not including a fullback as well. Which <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, look, right, this is going to sound weird, but I got a hot take for you, or a take if you like, um, that works quite well. Everybody knows Trey Sermon, yeah. Um, yep. if you play fantasy football, which we we'll get into in a minute, a lot of people are uh, in that community are saying take. Trey Sermon uh, early. This Trey Sermon character who's gone to San Francisco, all right, he started off a bit quiet um, over in Hawaii, uh, Ohio State, finished off on an absolute stormer, right? And I know what you're thinking. What has this got to do with Rico? <laughs> Trey Sermon and Rico Dowdle are exactly the same. They are the same player. If you put two tapes of them playing, you're going to see the same guy. And I can even prove it, right? That uh, and I went back to go check some stats and what have you. So, first of all, just looking at their years. In their last seasons of college, right, uh, they both finished with four touchdowns. Rico finished with a total of 665 yards. Sermon, with that burst that he had towards the end, finished with 965. Bearing in mind, that includes uh, playoffs as well. So, playoffs and 
playing in the final. So he had the extra games. But, right, Rico is 5 foot 11. Trey Sermon, 6 foot. Not much in it there. Um, Rico, 213 pound. Trey Sermon, 215. Hand size, exactly the same. Nine and a half inches. 40 time, Rico, 4.54. Trey Sermon, 4.61. Right? Uh, Vert, 38 inches. Uh, Trey Sermon, 37. Broad, 127 for Rico. Uh, Trey Sermon, 125. They are exactly the same. It is a, an absolute match with what they are together. Yeah, Trey Sermon is a starting running back for the 49ers that everybody's saying take early. Rico is the third running back on this roster. I actually think people are sleeping on this guy more than they should be. And we we talked about the 17th game where you're going to see trying to take reps and snaps off Zeke to keep him fresh. So you put Tony in. So what are you wanting to do? down the next road when it gets... And bear in mind, I know we talked about the, the games, the, the, the sample size that we have of him playing in the NFL is too small. It's way too small to make a judgment yeah. call on anything. Um, and you've got to think, he's going to be this year in camp, playing, uh, they're going to rotate him in some more, which is going to give him snaps and reps with the first team. And then we're going to see... I, I, I actually think based on, because of the extra game, you know, we said, you know, when Tony heard about that 17th game was music to his years, it's more music to Rico's years, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's just, it's incredible. What I find crazy is you look at the numbers and the stats with Rico Dowdle and Trey Sermon. They are an absolute mirror. They are exactly the same. We just said it now. And yet you've got a starting... I know with the 49ers, it's the scheme and everything else. But it's not that far removed from what we do in Dallas. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. Cer I certainly... Um, on you go, Juan. On you go. No, I, I, I think, you know, the, the first thing for him is not to rest on last year not not that there's much to rest on anyway, but as long as he goes as long as he goes into camp and realizes that there is big competition for that third running back spot um and that he needs to find a way of getting on the team, whether that be you know and particularly as a third as a third in the depth chart, you're probably talking that you do need to excel on special teams. So you know he needs to he needs to focus there first of all, get on the squad. And then the sky's, the sky's the limit for him if he make the most of the opportunities he gets. Um, yeah. And he will get opportunities this year because just with the way it is a game of attrition, it's bound to that, you know, you're going to need to spell Zeke. You're going to need to spell Pollard at points as well. And yeah. there will be time. I'm sure Kellen Moore, if he's worth any, if he's worth anything, he'll have, Packages where he could bring Daldo in and use the best of his abilities as well. So, mm -hmm. and when it comes to like we keep going on about with the 17 game of the running backs, you've got to have a backup plan for a backup plan. So, if Tony's your backup plan, you need a backup plan for him as well with what you're going to do. So, up steps Rico. Um, so, I, I, I actually like it. I, I think he could be a little bit of a surprise this year. Um, with the way everything is set up. Um, but the guy... 
go on, on the seventeenth game, um, it's it's players like Tony Pollard and Miko Dowdle that voted for it. Uh, yeah, you will not find yep. you will not find Dak Prescott, Zach Martin, Zeke Elliott. Zeke. They will they will not have voted for the seventeenth game. No. These guys that want to make a paycheck and want to make a bigger paycheck and get an opportunity yeah. that voted for it. And fortunately for fans, there's a hell of a lot more Rico Dowdles than there are Zeke Elliott's. So oh, yeah. that's that's why the 17th game got passed. Um, yeah. So uh-huh. like you guys are saying, um, more snaps, more games, more opportunities. And I think Rico Dowdle will play into that, just like you guys were saying. Yeah, 100%. And then behind him is the next guy, who is uh, Siwo Olilua. It's hard to pronounce. He's more, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, more of a fullback from uh, Texas Christian, TCU, undrafted free agent. Um, he did appear in two games. He's more of a fullback uh, based on what he does. He's actually in the last year, if they do decide to keep him around at all. Um, what's more impressive of him are some YouTube videos of when he was in college that this guy, he squatted like nearly a record break in 770 pounds. And then he decided to go and do one up on that and benched 425. <laughs> 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 he watched the video, it's, it's absolutely mad. And like when he's doing the squats, they got the entire team around it and they're screaming, go, ah! and he does it. And you just watch it and you're like, oh my dear Lord. <laughs> Yeah. Squatting yeah, a car he, like he, he, he's your he's your bulldozer for the for mindset and another another back in there to create a hole for Zeke to get through or whoever's whoever's behind him. I think yeah. you you'll see we don't have Jimmy's all Wally anymore. No. That's another one no. not easy to say. Um, <laughs> so. So uh, the the fullback, not not that we use a fullback an awful lot, but the fullback is certainly uh, his his job for the taking. And I don't think any don't think any of the guys behind him are um, fullbacks. So yeah. you know, unless he goes into camp and absolutely has a an absolute nightmare in camp, I think he's he's got a good shot of being on the roster as well because they, they will need somebody. And again. Unless you're going to convert a tight end, to bring him in um, for goal line sets as an H back, which you, you know, tight end is easier to play on the line and block from there than it is actually trying to find the hole. You need you need somebody who's got some experience of playing fullback rather than having tight ends coming in and being H backs and chipping into ch- chipping into the holes and. You probably find they hit the wrong hole, and then Zeke's Zeke's got a cutback one way or another, where he, he rather than taking the the first option that he should be taking. So, um, full fullbacks there for his his taking, I think. So. Yeah, and you've got to remember Zeke does play better when there's a guy in front of him. Um, yeah, some running backs don't like it. Some do. Zeke does um but looking at the undrafted free agents that the cowboys took on this year they've got two other running backs uh jaquan hardy from tiffin um now i've gone back not bad numbers 510 225 what's most impressive with him although we run a, a four five six forty what is crazy for the guy his size uh is he run a six nine eight three cone 
Uh, and when you watch him play, he plays compact as well, very tight and compact. The, I mean, like, you know, kind of like a CJ Anderson. That's a good way to put it. Like that tight, squatty, compact type guy. The only issue I've got is when we've just spoken about the four other guys before him, I wonder how he's going to try and break into the roster at all. I, This is a struggle with these guys. The other guy is Brendan Knox from Marshall, from Thunder and Turd. Um, I love you really, Marshall. Don't worry, <laughs> I love you really. Before people have a go me for that comment. Um, 887 yards, nine touchdowns, 4.8 yard average. Um, the guy, like, Literally, you know, like we was talking about Zeke with the fumbling issues. None of that with this guy. I mean, this guy is like rock solid in that sense. The only trouble with him is he's got no elite traits. If you look at like his testing, it's like he's like in 13 percent percentile in <laughs> nearly everything. You know, um, I, I got trying to remember. I think like his 10 yard split. I'm going off memory when I looked at it. His ten yard split is like one point seven, and then his, mm. his forty his forty yard was like close to close to four. Uh, sorry, yeah, his ten yard was one point seven, and I think his forty was close to to somewhere around four point seven as well. So it was a slow, uh, and it's like thirteen percentile in like the only thing he did have which was good was his was his bench. I think he had like twenty three mm. reps. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that's not bad, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know what you guys want to add on the undrafted free agents. If there's anything you want to add to that, yeah, it's. I think I said this again um, after the last draft. If I'm if I'm a running back, undrafted, um, I'm waiting for somebody else before I commit to the Cowboys because. You're not you know going to make. The, you're going to be. You're not going to make the Cowboys as a running back. Yeah, you might make it as, make them as a special teamer, mm. but our first two are set in stone before there's even a snap, unless bar an injury, like God forbid, bar an injury. Uh, our first two are set in stone, so I think the next two behind pretty much are too. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, what what do you hope to achieve? Um, but may, these guys were probably just happy to get a phone call. Because yeah, it is what it is, yeah. You're you're gonna take a photo. I mean, if if Dallas is the only team on the line, who's gonna turn it down? You know, mm-hmm. so they might they might do something. They might flash. There might be there might be a bit of tape. The phone might ring for a practice squad slot or something along those lines. Um, if they come in and have a good camp, best of luck to them. But. It's high, like he's like you're saying, Mike. It's highly, highly unlikely they end up a cowboy. It's, it's a t- it's a tough one to break, yeah. And I mean, like like you say, really, it's the cowboys more covering themselves a for camp and b for injury, mm-hmm. and then you're just hoping yeah. that maybe somewhere these guys can break into a special team and work yeah. forward from that. Yeah. Um, but even with these two guys I, at the very end, yeah, I I just I don't I don't know if they can. Um, you it's, never know, though. <laughs> you never know. It's like one of these yeah. that you, when you've, you you'll have been watching Hard Knocks and you see the guys getting called into the head coach's office, and yeah, bring your they're playbook. Not partic- they're not particularly cut up. They're, they're just the inevitable has happened, and they're like, oh yeah, thanks for thanks for the chance. I'll I'll go away and, and be a lawyer now or be an accountant or something along those well, lines. Well, a, a like, lot of it is that, a lot of it is getting on the field 
and generating a name for yourself because you you know for these guys it's like like the saying is is you you're always in a job interview so mm. that's what they're trying to do they're trying to put tape together for other teams then that look and go oh that's a trait or something that will fit for us or yeah. you know their guy goes down give this guy a ring we see him he's something that fits what we're trying to do here and really that's what you're trying to do um, but that yeah. is the running back position, guys. Um, a quick note, though. Fantasy football news. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so two things. There will be a, an ongoing and there will be a league coming up when the season starts where you can win a Dallas Cowboys hat and football by old uh, Graham there. He, he's got a hold of it. The, how you get in, entering to, to win it, um, we will get into that when we get closer but if you're part and a member of the uk cowboys the leagues will be getting set up very soon we will put a post up to get things and balls rolling because uh, we've had some comments about it so we'll put the post up it'll go up and then depending how much interest people and members get involved depends on how many leagues we set up um so that is all coming up um, so some interesting news on that one. So keep an eye out for it. It will be coming up. So we just quickly pay the bills and I'll let these guys take it away. So, of course, yes, we are sponsored by Cowboys Experience. The stadium is open. Um, if you're watching baseball, numbers on those crowds are, are creeping up too. But if you are going to a game this year, make sure you go through Cowboys Experience. They've got game day tickets, stadium tours, and tailgate parties you won't want to miss. And just because you are lovely, lovely people and you listen to our show. If you use the booking code UK Cowboys, what happens, folks? You get free stuff. You get some free stuff. In the words um, of our rich, don't be yeah. a clown. Get there free it stuff. is. <laughs> use the code. Yes, just and just for saying the words. Just for saying the words. So of course, though, um, yeah, if you do go to it. Make sure that you um, put give us your photos and we'll put them all over our social media. The guys are putting the packages together because um, we did get messages and questions about it. It's all at the moment. It, it's all up in here because nobody really knows at the moment, like what the numbers are. So they can't put a definitive price on everything. But it is all coming out very, very soon. Speaking to the guys over there, it's literally seconds away. Um, so that's exciting stuff. So make sure you get your vaccination so you can fly. That's a yep. big one. I can um, just hear. I, need I can to... just hear Paul praying at the TV for week one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is the running backs. Next week uh, we look at the wide receivers. So a lot more people to look at there. I mean that list is going to be deep. We'll have to run through the news and updates pretty quick on that show. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, there are a ton of wide receivers to look at. Um, but that is it from myself and from uh, the Cinnamon and the Senior. Uh, the, the Scottish double there. So we will be back next week, next uh, Thursday, 9 o'clock as standard. Uh, but from myself, Graham and Lon, we'll see you all again next week. How about them Cowboys? Have a good one, guys. <laughs> yeah.